Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode ever of Wheelbite. We are super stoked to finally be putting this out there. Thank you all for listening in. Really appreciate it. We currently have no sponsors, so if anybody out there would like to send us product or cool shit so we can mention your name at the beginning of our podcast, hey, please do so. We will happily accept sponsors or endorsements at this time. Today, our first episode, as you will find out, is about who had the best Ollie. This is a fun issue to debate as a lot of people actually in our research we found had a lot of the same answers that we did. Naturally, though, some people were overlooked. Um, for example, Frankie Hill was someone we did not touch on, and a lot of people did bring his name to my attention. However, all in all, a little before my time, and I'm not too familiar with his skating. A lot of people on Instagram mentioned Danny Wainwright, and again... Don't really know his skating very well, but he did have a good ollie. And then the one that was immediately brought to my attention that we forgot about was Jimmy Lannon, who is part of the elite squad of people that are really changing street skating, and he is definitely doing big things for the ollie right now. His ollies are huge, and... Very, very stylish, very, very ninja tucked. It's extremely awesome. And as soon as my friend mentioned that and I went and looked at a bunch of his photos, I was very bummed that that was someone I did not get to bring up. And then the other one is uh, John Shiano. I can never pronounce that fool's last name properly, but John, S-C-I-A-N-O, please in the comments below, tell me how to pronounce it properly. Um, right after we recorded this episode, I got the flare on DVD, and his part starts off with one of the hugest ollies I've ever seen. But thank you again for tuning in. Keep tuning in every week, Thursdays, and we will be bringing more episodes of Wheelbite to you in the near future. I feel like I feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow. East Coast powerhouse. From the New York, a fabulous walk. Carter, it is fucking Friday, the fucking 10th. I'll give you a hundred bucks and I'll take out the Denny Harness if you slide that 75 foot handrail. I especially like the flip of the board. What's up out there? world welcome to wheelbite the very first episode i am host one of two mr theodore mater and we're going to be talking about ollies today so my favorite ollie of all time is a tie between the god of pop himself mr keith huffnagel and kian Liu a.k.a. The Donger. Jeremy Green here, represents San Francisco. You stole mine, actually. Uh, I'm going to go three-way for favorite Ollie. Uh, Huff. Huff. Uh, Huff. (laughs) 
Uh, Donger, and I'm going to throw Ricky Oyola in there, actually. You're going to throw Ricky in there. I'm throwing Ricky in. Yeah, that's my trifecta. That's a damn good trifecta. You got kind of all ends of the spectrum there. You got the mean pop. You got the utterly absurd pop, and you got the speed of a thousand jackals. Yeah, uh, Ricky Oyola. Oh my God, that dude. He's him and Huff have a a similar ollie. Ricky Oyola maybe uh, was going a little faster, and um, I don't know. They just kind of had that cruising flow style. And then Donger was just the massive boost, the huge, huge pop. We were just watching some Donger footy, and oh my god! It's it's unfathomable to think that guy was ollieing that high in the early and mid '90s because right. it was so ahead of its time. It was almost impossible to understand while it was happening. Yeah, it's I think the last trick in the Maple video. He ollies over a bar. A, oh yeah, I don't a, know like what a that pull-up bar, yeah, like, pull so, bar in like a schoolyard, and it seriously has to be the size of like an eight-year-old. <laughs> like for real. So, so what you're saying is, Kian Lu, the donger, can ollie eight-year-old children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it looked like it was like four or five feet high. Yeah. And that is insane. <laughs> I mean, he also, in that part, was ollieing trash cans on flat, which is something worth noting. Something, that's, yeah. That's pretty insane. He was way ahead of his time. Yeah, if that dude's career had started maybe three or four years later and he had come up in the late 90s, oh, my God, he'd have had so many sponsors just hurling absurd amounts of money his way. But at the same time, you know, he was repping Puma in that video part. So, you know, at some point then Puma was paying him, which is pretty ridiculous for that era, I guess. Or not. <laughs> or not, because dudes were kind of just doing that back then, rocking what they, what they liked. Well, let's go. Let's get straight into Huff then. Let's go. Let's start with that. That's a really good starting point. Well, I think when it comes down to it, if we're talking about best ollies, anybody you ever bring this issue up to within the world of skateboarding will say that Huff is the best ollie of all time. And I think it's just sort of a unanimous thing at this point within skateboarding. He's the automatic answer for sure, like right away. He kind of has the total package Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there are only so many skaters who have made a career off of ollies. And there's obviously others, but he has the most memorable ollies all around. So many ads that are just perfect ollies. And then I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this little Instagram thing he posted, which somebody... Mm -hmm made a little video where they just put all of his Ollie ads in one little slideshow, but it went really fast. So you just saw how many great Ollies this dude has had in his career and how many huge things he has gone over and just done so with such confidence. 
and style, you know, he just has the perfect Ollie that everyone wants to have. His style that goes with it, of course, makes the Ollie. He can do it any way, I guess. He he does it skating down the street. He can do it on, like, some dope, steep bank. You know, he can go over the tall bars. I could watch that guy, Ollie, forever and ever. He's never going to be hated on for being the Ollie guy. No, never. He has built his career off of that, and you can't front on that. You know, he has the best Ollie ever. And, I mean, I guess the reason, too, that people look at his Ollie in terms of something that's made him so likable is that the Ollie is arguably the most fundamental building block within skateboarding. You know, everything that comes out of skating has to do with your Ollie. Yeah, it's the most widely respected. It is, like you said, it's just the foundation. So, you know, maybe, you know, you, you're an old skater and, you know, that's relatable is, is the Ollie, right? Uh, not everyone learned how to kickflip. Not everyone learned how to shove it or whatever it may be. But I think, you know, most people that spent a little time on a board, they got to that Ollie. You know, and it can be done so many different ways, and it really kind of shines through almost like kind of like meeting someone, like a, someone's personality, you know, is it can shine through their Ollie. I think, too, a big Ollie is respectable to people who don't skate as well, because even from like the athletic side of things, people just see that as jumping over something really huge or tall or wide or whatever but people see that shit who don't skate and they can't even fathom that you know a kickflip is one thing obviously because that's even like a next level mind-blowing factor for people who don't skate but just an ollie over a fire hydrant or something like that something so universal there's something sort of endearing about that and that's why so many people can identify with a good clean Ollie. And that's why Huff has been able to have such a sustainable career from just Ollieing. Agreed. I guess I relate it mostly to the, the big like rail era and like the big gap era of like, I, I was kind of sick of seeing the same tricks go down over and over a lot of front lips, a lot of like front tails down rail and just kind of this, I don't know, repetitive thing, and you start to hear things in the skateboard community, and, and you know, people have their signature tricks, right? right? We all know skaters have their signature tricks, you know, whatever it may be. You don't ever hear that about a dope Ollie. Yeah. Ever. You, you're, you're gonna hear, oh, so-and-so did 12 front lips in his new part it was gnarly but like like we get it like yeah right but who's ever said that about huff's penal code part right who's ever said that about anything that he's done right and he could have four minutes of straight ollies and you're just not going to hear that yeah because he'll take that ollie to something different and something impressive every single time 
it won't just be, like you said, lip slide down rail, lip slide down rail, lip slide down flat bar, lip slide on a curb, lip slide down giant ledge, whatever. It, it won't be like that. It would be him ollieing an entire street or him ollieing a huge fire hydrant or him rolling up some bump and then ollieing over some other unfathomable obstacle and that's that's kind of what it is is he has that style of almost he doesn't even have a camera behind him he's just he could just be cruising down the street like you said ollieing a motorcycle you know <laughs> ollieing over this bar that was just put in on a san francisco hill for no reason uh there's definitely now that like looking back on the list that we kind of put together, there's definitely a common theme. Huff, Donger, even uh, some stuff Sheffy did. They all have that cruising down the street. They could just be going to the store type of look to their skating. And they just happen to come upon this perfectly parked motorcycle right next to a driveway bump. Hey, shit. We got the camera. Might as well film it real quick. That can go in your cool little FTC part to the hip reggae song that you're going to skate to. Just to backtrack a little bit, there's. I want to talk a little bit about the few different kinds of ollies. So what I think of is big snap ollie, so height kind of distance kind of thing. I think of the style ollie. The really stylish, kind of tweaked out, maybe a little more wild style Ollie. And then kind of maybe the the combo of the two. Because some people had one more than the other, and then there were a handful of people who embodied them both. Right. And Huff, Huff kind of nailed both. Yeah. And yeah. he excelled at both, too. You know, we're going to backtrack a little bit now. But someone who I feel paved the way for a lot of people to sort of find their own steez within the ollie is the godfather of all that is street skating mr mark gonzalez himself absolutely um i mean he uh he had a very unique style right off the bat i mean it's known even beyond skateboarding that Mark Gonzalez is a pretty eccentric weirdo. And if you ever watched him ollie anything, he totally brought his own persona to how he ollied stuff. I never really thought about the Gons as like a straight ollie guy. But, you know, looking back on the past, first guy to ollie Wallenberg. Uh, had the Gons Gap named after him. He did lay the ground for it to be cool and that was totally like a cool thing within the culture also at that time i think was like the first person to ollie something you know it's kind of like hearsay or whatever like oh no one's ever done that before mm -hmm. so there there's the gons gap wallenberg didn't get that name but he was the first person to ollie that in video days yeah in 1991 like, let that Nine, yeah. sink in. Holy shit. That thing is huge. And I don't think anybody upped the game at Wallenberg after that for, like, eight or nine years. Yes. Danny Gonzalez. Danny Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. He, he did the next trick down it, which was a 
kickflip melon grab. I mean, dude, it even He might have took... done the front shove it melon before that. Really? He did, yeah, he front that. shove it meloned it as well. Oh, wow. On a side tangent. Even just for someone to 180 it, I think took like a decade, maybe more, because I don't think it happened until there was footage of someone doing a front 180 over it in Free Your Mind. And that was, I think, just before the Back to the Berg contest where like all that really crazy shit went down. Well, Frank ended up kick flipping down it. Oh, that's right. That so did happen he was, before. He was uh, Tony Manfrey, I want to say, did something, uh, a switch pop shove it or a switch 180 maybe beforehand. But I believe Frank was the first one to actually flip down Wallenberg. Just flip down. Just like do a flip trick. Right. Like where the board flips. But getting sidetracked now, of course. Because so yeah, <laughs> so much uh, to debate there. But Gons is obviously a little bit on the other side, even though talking about him pioneering a few of these really big ollies, Wallenberg and the Gons gap, he to me is way more of a style dude. He had that sort of, I guess you could call it kooky ollie. He was totally weird about it and. He ollied things, too, that I don't think most people would think to do. The most classic example is there's this clip in Reel to Reel where he uh, he's, like, on this very thin brick ledge that's super high up. And, like, the, he comes around this curve on it. He has a piece of metal propping him up to the next level of the ledge so he can just roll up it. And he pushes, like, maybe one or two more times. And then there's... A gap in the ledge and he ollies onto the gap like you know narrow ledge joe valdez style it's just such a weird kooky gap that no one would ever think to skate except for mark gonzalez and when you see the photo of it it's a gabe morford photo it's unbelievable no one would ever think to do that he has that signature lazy ollie yeah, he's kind of just ca- winging it, but it's okay. He, he can make it. It's over like everything. burned in my mind that like his like kind of like back leg is like kind of cranked a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I love exactly. that shit so much. Yeah, he's definitely the style, the style master when it comes to everything. But starting off with that ollie, I want to say he is the only skater to have a gap named after him that I can like immediately think of. I mean, there, there's some that you would say, like, Gap, yeah, because I was going to say Cardiel had stuff named after him, but that was Rails. That was the Cardio Rail, right. Let's check the internet real quick on that. If we're going to be talking about the Gons, I think it's also imperative that... By the way, all that came up was stuff about Justin Herman Plaza, a.k.a. EMB, when I typed in skaters who have gaps named after them so i think we sort of solved that yeah that's it. <laughs> the only one um but if we're going to be talking about mark gonzalez it's imperative we talk about someone who is seen as his sort of sidekick and bff throughout the 80s and that's mr Nottis coppice because Nottis is definitely the big ollie dude most people like a generation or two ahead of me and Jeremy here worship. I was telling a friend that we were going to be doing this show 
and we were going to be discussing Ollie's. We were eating lunch together, and without even looking up, he just goes, Nottis Coppice. Because Nottis was really the first big dude to, like, be popping them that high and that steezy. Like, that was unheard of in the late 80s to be popping Ollie's like that. Because at that point, too, the Ollie was maybe only, like, 10 years old. He was ollieing over trash cans standing up. We were talking about Key and Lou doing that yeah. in 96. Nottis was actually ollieing over trash cans standing up on, you know, wild fishboard, crazy right. hammerhead, whatever they were skating. He was snapping over that, and he was totally that perfect counterpart to the Gons. Yeah. The Gons had the wild style, the more laid back, you know, kooky gone shit going on. And Nottis was just popping monster crisp ollies. And definitely the first one to do that. The timeline goes like this. Alan Gelfand invented the ollie in the late seventies. Rodney Mullen took it out of the ramps and brought it onto flat ground for people to use in the streets. But Nottis is definitely the one who perfected it for the street. Like, after him and what he was doing, people knew that's how you had to ollie stuff in the street. And that's probably why he right, resonates right. with, like, he was pushing all it. those skaters. He was too. pushing it. You know? Totally. Yeah. Him that, and Gons were, like, really pushing it at that point. And that's the thing about him. You hear so many older skaters talk about how influential Nottis was to them as kids. Like... You hear Costin talking about Nottis a lot, or you hear Gino talking about Nottis. I mean, maybe because they rode for 101 at different points, but still, people always talk about how rad Nottis Coppice was when they were growing up. I think it's either a split of the legends that are kind of from that era, mm -hmm. kind of the Costin-ish era. It's Nottis or Gons. Favorite skater, Nottis or Gons. Yeah. And some will try to say both. Right. Or some people will say like Tony Hawk. Matt Hensley. <laughs> well, Hensley is more because of personality. Arguably, and this is a topic for another day, but arguably Hensley was the first personality skater that everybody fell in love with. Let's give the man some some real respect. Let's go into the donger a little a little more, a little deeper. Oh, absolutely. I just want to say when I pick the donger as a, the best Ollie ever, my reasoning for that is there's this amazing photo by skateboarding photographic wizard Daniel Harold Sturt. And I don't know if it was an ad or if it was just like a photo expose in Transworld or something, but it's this picture. It's black and white. And I don't know where Kian Lu is even coming from, but he's just launching out from in between these two houses. He has to be about six or seven feet off the ground, no question. And there's like a little kid in the background standing there looking all creepy. Like it looks like a shot out of The Omen or something. It's so, it's such a weird photo. But I just can't fathom how he's ollieing like that or what is sending him that way i don't understand it at all there's something i learned a long time ago in skateboarding growing up in san francisco with all these amazing legendary spots everywhere that all this dope shit has been filmed on what you see on camera and then when you go to the spot is a lot of times two very different things so kian lu's the type of guy who i just want to like like, I want to go to that spot. 
Like I want to fucking see how ridiculously I want to I want to go find that schoolyard of the pull up bar he ollied over, and I want to size that up. That I swear to God, that thing was so big. I feel like he he was well known. He he got his proper's not enough probably. Uh, he was kind of I don't know. I guess he was kind of around the generation when I was getting into skateboarding, but he was almost like an urban legend a little bit. He wasn't super, super, I don't know, mainstream. He wasn't in a ton of magazines. And for the most part, he was just ollieing. But for whatever reason, that shit resonated with me big time. Seeing him ollie just over everything with ease well i think something you mentioned to me too about him was that by the time we were seeing his footage it was already like 10 years old right right. we were seeing this shit way further down the line and it was still holding up to the standards of 2001 and two and at this point you know the ollie game was insane Mm -hmm. but he still was able to show us that 10 years ago that shit was already happening and it was still impressive he had a sick ass tray flip too yeah it should be noted that dudes like that who can pop that big also usually have a bag full of tricks that they can do to perfection every Mm -hmm. time which is kind of the best part about dudes like kian lu even Gons a little bit and Huff, you know, they, you could see Huff doing kickflip back tails and like this other stuff, but that's, you know, that's not what he did. That wasn't his brand. And same thing with Kian Lu. He could do three huge ollies in a run and then do something else, you know, that is even mind blowing in a whole nother lane, a little more techie or, you know, they just, they just had that. They kind of had that like shock factor in both sides, I guess. Mm -hmm. As we said before, since the Ollie is the basic building block of skating, you got to assume that some of these dudes who have that perfect pop, therefore have the accompanied other tricks that will help define their career and can execute them unlike any other motherfucker out there because they already are light years ahead with the ollie yeah the donger is i think actually probably a tie with huff for like the knee-jerk response oh yeah he for being like really like solely known just for like a a sick ollie i think those two are like the the front runners, the poster skaters. There's something to be said too about um, that for him because by default, his sponsors, looking back, were all kind of strange throughout his career. He was on Life for the first part of his career, and then he was on Maple, you know. And he wasn't even on the era of Maple most people at this point remember. Most people remember like the Black Cat Black Cat, Maple, yeah. Because, you know, it was essentially the birth of the Tilt Mode Army and uh, and Joy and all that crew. But Jerry Hisu, legendary part in Black Cat. Oh my God, one of the fucking best. The best. Um, But yeah, like, Kian Lu had such weird sponsors for his career and he still is 
discussed and dissected to this day because, you know, weird sponsor or not, you're not going to sleep on that Ollie. (laughs) Not going to happen. But aside from like the big Ollie's too, there's something to be said about fast Ollie's, like Ollie's based solely on speed because they're still big. You know, they're usually going over something insane. But when you factor speed into their board control, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Everything always looks better going fast. Yeah. Always. And, and I think, like, a good one to talk about is Sean Sheffy, who, like, he was hitting things so fast and had a gnarly power ollie. I mean, look at that guy. He looks big. He is a big dude. His ollie, when I think of Sheffy, that always pops out in my head is his switch ollies i might like his switch ollies more than like any other ollie his switch ollie is monster and of course i couldn't not bring up the the ollie a couple actually on that super steep hip at fort miley the head high he's up there with the bar uh sean sheffy yeah i don't think he was necessarily the first one to do it because Cardiel had the Cardiel had it, like, and Phil Shaw had the Smith grind and an ollie photo as well. Yeah, that and Phil ollied it like the hard way. He did it front side. He did it like yeah, he did it super weird. Yeah, he did it front side. Um, so did Cardiel. But Sheffy's is so big, and like I said big dude getting that high over and of course there's the bail clip in goldfish where he like gets hung up on the rail and then goes down really hard you know he was yeah he had power skating yeah power skating he was all in and he he was kind of in the middle i guess to me he you know he had a super steezy a little like Gonzish had his own like kind of wacky style to his skateboarding, uh, but he would fucking boost. He could boost like a motherfucker. And there's something to be said too about other speedy ollies because there's a couple other this that come to mind too for that, and that's like two of them are more tied in than the third I'm gonna name, and that's like Omar Salazar and Coco Santiago. They were doing those super fast downhill ollies so long ago. There's that sequence that I've seen. I forget who shot the sequence, but the clip was also in First Love. He ollies those stairs and the the ones like by the Muska rails out off Balboa in the outer Richmond by the beach. It's like this huge steep hill. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's yeah, ollieing yeah. over just at the dead end. Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's going so fast, and then. It, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, those hills are really steep. That it, spot is super fucking gnarly. And he's just going over them at like Mach ten and just continuing to bomb down the hill like it's nothing. And then Coco Santiago is worth mentioning because he was ollieing like that going downhill you know, way back in the day. He only had about two minutes of footage ever throughout his whole career, but he was doing these huge ollies over driveways and, you know, giant gaps like that back before it was the trendy and fashionable thing to do. And then the kind of outlier I wanted to mention in 
this category too is Ricky Oyola, who was he wasn't bombing down hills like that, but that dude was going Mach ten, blasting over street, Bla- doing his signature shifty ollies. Yes. Oh my oh, god, man. his man, I love his uh, going warp speed. His shifty ollies, I could just watch that dude just do that going around town the east coast cruising the east coast doing that it's like my favorite footage and doing them off of like the smallest bumps too he's just cruising down the sidewalk and like hitting any little ripple in the concrete that he finds and blasting off of it you know no one he had his was super super stylish but not like the kind of the the gone style you know he kind of had a really crisp one and he also had huge pop as well. I think he's similar to Huff for me, like just watching them go really, really fast and do something simple. Obviously, an ollie or just like a tail slide or a lip slide is like my favorite type of skating. They just don't make them like Ricky anymore. Uh-uh. Uh, no. He, he was a once-in-a-lifetime type figure within the world of skateboarding. I love that hardcore East Coast edge. People want to hate on him all the time for being a little too brutal in his approach to skating and what he had to say, but obviously, no, obviously it was necessary because look what he spawned. He's the original. He's the real love, the OG love. Of street skating, like super core, like love hard, doing it till he's way older. That's a good point. Keeping the theme of East Coast legends going, uh, we are going to go into probably the ultimate style man. And just kind of a side note here, the next uh, few guys we're going to talk about kind of have a similar thing going. Yeah, they did that whole like ninja ollie thing that was yeah, really big in the mid Yeah, it was really popular. Uh, I still try an ollie like that. The ninja kick out, the mm-hmm. super tweaked, got your legs like Liu Kang flying kick almost. <laughs> and like the crazy arm, like there's always one arm that's super like tweaked out and all gnarly looking. Quim has the one, the one. Oh, you mean Kim Cardona as Kim. we learned recently, even though we have now been psychologically conditioned to say Quim? I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. But you know what I'm talking about. The Switch Ollie at Fort Miley. Yeah, that is easily one of the best photos ever taken. Um, And it's just so simple. He's doing an Ollie over the little hip at Fort Miley. Right. A Switch Ollie. Not only is that uh, an amazing photo, but there's just so much style oozing out of that picture. It's impossible not to look at it and realize that oh this dude has something in his ollie that most people do not there's another quim one too though i believe it was a thrasher cover but he's like ollieing out of this brick bank and i think i'm pretty sure he's doing like a grab on the board too he might be doing like a nose bone or something but he is so high out of this brick bank that just looks insanely steep. And Cardiel like said it was one of his favorite covers of all time. But Jesus Christ, I don't understand how someone could tweak that high out of the bank and even have speed to get that high. He had the quintessential, 
I don't know how to put it. He had just like that for that era and he, and it transcended and it kind of, it went a little further than that into, you know, the old East coast kind of just street, like real street spots, you know, bump to bars. And then he kind of went into that ushered in that other era of skateboarding or kind of like genre of, you know, Rasta ish, tweak like really really stylish like ollies and simple things like that wall rides and stuff like that switch ollies and pole jams and things like that in the mid 90s the real team was stacked with dudes that had good ollies and were doing a lot of that like rasta bombing hills hit it or quit it style of skating you had kim cardona you had matt field huff was in the mix gons was on the team um, very, very some, coastal. Yeah, yeah. It was very much dominated. It was very much all like inner city on the coast vibe because you had a bunch of people in New York on the team and a bunch of people in San Francisco on the team. There was none of that like Southern California vibe, and they weren't really sponsoring too many people in the Midwest or anything like that yet. We're seeing a lot of it come back into style in the city right now you know the the stuff that you can thank huff basically for which is kind of the you know the house maybe the driveway or the bar uh or street gap going back to huff sorry but when he ollied the street gap in north beach and manualed the entire fucking sidewalk uh, but yeah, we're we're seeing we're seeing that kind of more gritty, raw skateboarding be popular again. At least here in San Francisco, and I see it a little bit on the East Coast. Some stuff that's coming out, and they really, really pioneered that kind of one hit thing, or like a run, a residential neighborhood, whatever it may be, and then the fat hill bomb after. Basically, all those GX one thousand dudes owe. Huff, uh, Matt Field, Kim Cardona, and like all those guys, a whole bunch of money. <laughs> so the the counterpart, I think of Kenny Reed. Kenny Reed's kind of had the also the really steezy ninja tweaked out Ollie. Yeah, absolutely. He has one that I'll always think of in the reason, like his one or two guest tricks in Cairo Foster's part. And he just does this ollie out of a bank at a skate park. And I always wondered why they included this random little ollie. I mean, it's not little, but it's just like a weird clip to throw in the middle of this video part. But how he does that ollie, like the way he tucks his knees up to like his chin pretty much. Yeah. It's unreal. I know. I don't understand how anyone even ollied like that ever. That changed my skateboarding. I think it changed skateboarding in general. But that whole just like flat flat out kind of tuck tuck knee thing quim and kenny reed were owning and killing at that point Mm -hmm. i mean those guys had the stylish ollie and then we were talking earlier too about how like there were the people who you either had a very stylish ollie or you had a very big ollie and another guy who embodied both of those things was definitely mr reese forbes i forget where i read this This was not that long ago, though, but I read somewhere that somebody had this memory of Reese Forbes ollieing one of those big blue mailboxes on flat. And they said 
there was no footage of it. It was just them fucking together, fucking around, and Reese ollied this giant mailbox. And I don't even need to necessarily see footage to know that it probably happened. It it definitely happened. Why would anyone need to lie about that? (laughs) I'm not going to deny. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, no, I bet you he didn't do that. It's he like, definitely did that. It's, yeah. yeah, that's man, you know, I miss that. It's kind of the old mystique, the urban legend of skateboarding where there wasn't a camera all the time and it was like, oh shit, like Reese Forbes ollied over a fucking mailbox and I believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. He was definitely pioneering the big Ollie in many, many senses. And he would go lightning fast too. Yeah, he was that's a, a good point. He did. He's another speed. one. He he would go super fast, and he is kind of like Sheffy. I would like a power skater. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but he was going big at the same time that other people were starting to make the ollie a lot bigger. And this, of course, comes to like the big stairs, big rails era. But obviously, championing ollies at that time for that movement was jamie thomas you know he had he didn't land it obviously but he had the leap of faith and the fact that somebody was even daring enough to step up and try to ollie that was a sign of the times possibly the most famous bail (laughs) the most famous skateboard trick ever done besides tony hawk's 900 because of the fucking video game yeah uh, absolutely the it was in it. Well, I believe he melon grabbed it first off. Oh, that's true. Jamie Thomas, I believe, melon grabbed the leap of faith, did not land it. Super gnarly, but it was in the Tony Hawk, like the Tony Hawk video game, like video section. It was the, yeah, but it was also in the second game, it was a gap. Yeah. It was in right. school too. It was, it was a level. <laughs> right, of course. Which also had the Carlsbad gap in it. It should be noted they yeah. threw both of those yeah. gaps and the Gons Rail. That was a good level now that I'm right. thinking back to yeah. it. Seriously. That had three actual sick. Yeah, that Gons Rail is super gnarly. It also had that, um, uh, that like brick ledge spot that a bunch of the Warner crew used to skate. Alyssa Steamer has footage of herself there and jump off a building. Andrew Reynolds has footage there and feedback. I actually don't know what the spot is. I don't think I've ever really seen too much there except for like that crew skating it back in that era. Yeah, so Jamie definitely he changed skateboarding at that time with with, you know, the zero footage and his monster ollies and big big rail attacks admittingly not my favorite era of skateboarding but you know you got to give the guy his propers he definitely dominated that look and he pioneered that style of skateboarding and it dominated the skateboard world for years but it's weird though because that era led to everyone just now doing the biggest tricks ever. That's what skateboarding how has big, been now. How big can you go? Or 15 totally. years. And yeah. as a result, you know, it seems as though Ollie's have taken a back seat to that. You know, obviously we want to bring this up they're, to like they're modern just so Ollie-ers. good now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, but who's pioneering the Ollie like that today? 
you know, we, we have a few people written down and the one person who probably is pioneering the Ollie today in the biggest way is Jaws. But look what that dude's ollieing. There's nothing universal about his ollies. In fact, it's more like his ollies are death-defying. He's the yeah. He's the only guy who's like a straight ollie right now. Yeah. Who's just kind of just doing the ollie thing to relate it to some of the dudes we were talking about earlier who kind of built careers solely off of ollieing. Mm-hmm. He's really. As far as like a like a modern day, like in the last few years, he's really the only guy that comes to mind. Yeah, but as a result too, that shit. You know, like I said, it's more stunt work than it is. True. Athleticism feats. I don't know. I I think he is a great skateboarder outside of that, but he's chosen to kind of make that his brand and everyone knows him for that yeah people even outside of skateboarding will post shit on facebook that's like jaws greatest hits yeah right he did no. do the leon though yeah he did the again I, why is it that big ollie and El Toro. When, they to, when they go to uh ollie big gaps they do melon grabs because he melon grabbed the leon 25 yeah. as well. <laughs> i don't know i think it might just be like easy like i don't know it might be easy your board is just kind of there i thought about that too when i thought about that when i first saw jamie thomas do the leap of faith when i was just getting into skating like why would he grab it but they're the experts yeah <laughs> we're, so we're just the critics <laughs> let's just yeah they're they're the experts so i i, I mean, support it there are a few people though today doing good ollies even though that's not what they're known for or their forte they are doing good ollies um just before i got here today i was looking on instagram and i saw a picture of alex olsen doing this huge ollie out of a hip it actually is he goofy or regular he's goofy okay but yeah he was doing this huge ollie and then in the 917 video he was doing some pretty beast ollies and also like he 50 50 this one ledge in that video where it had to have been like up to my nipples i'm about five foot ten by the way everybody but you know this was a really high ledge and he just ollied to it from flat he had no bump leading up to it he had no ramp nothing he just ollied up onto it and that blew my mind because it didn't even necessarily look like he was going that fast and then also one of the last tricks in the Supreme video is him ollieing all these, um, there's those metal cellar doors that are in the street. Like, you know, they'll open them and it'll be like stairs going down into mm-hmm. a liquor closet or something. Yeah. He ollies like four or five huge ones in a row somewhere in New York, just going Mach 10. And it's a beast of an ollie. And he's, he's kind of the modern day Huff, I think. Um, in that sense, probably. He's got a... Because he has all these other tricks, and he rips in training too. Oh, that's a good point. He he, but like the the way he cruises and just the big kind of clean launchy ollie. He's kind of in between too, though. If we're talking about like new generation as opposed to older, he's a little in between. He's more like our generation. Mm-hmm. But I guess compared to these other dudes, he's a little newer. He's not necessarily Jaws new, but 
I actually may say though that this person is more of a like Huff style Ollier than Alex Olson, and that's Al Davis. Because Al Davis has a hmm. good Ollie too, and he's doing the kind of like hit it or quit it skating that all those dudes on reel were doing back in the late nineties. You know, he's got a good stylish Ollie and he'll take it over rails or driveways or whatever poles or I don't know. He's always going over crazy shit and then just bombing the hill for four blocks after. He's another one that has a sick switch Ollie too, like a big switch Ollie, his switch all him and Sheffy are they look kind of similar to me i love that style yeah and i love that al davis too is a stocky little dude like every time i've run into him in public i'm always astounded that he's only about like five five or five six and he's got such a beast ollie he's just got that frame to get up there that's a good point uh alex olsen reese forbes I associate them with. I'm pretty sure Reese Forbes is like tall, right? Mm-hmm. Like super tall. I always thought ollieing was a tall man's game. That's a good point about Al Davis. I got a homie who's over six feet tall, and he is always known as like the big pop guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It makes sense, right? You can you can get up higher. You're higher up. You got longer legs. Yeah. Pop. But also, like, I feel like stockier dudes are always just built better because their their weight is more centered or something i don't know like one of my best friends growing up he was a stocky dude another smaller dude with monster 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 pop brandon westgate yes big pop again he's using that pop a lot too for like doing big tricks yeah the shit he's doing the big tricks like it requires him to have that. Brandon Westgate, I'm gonna go out and just say owns. He fucking owns the bump to bar. Any bump to bar, it is. He's doing something really, really gnarly over it. Recently, he posted footage on Instagram of him doing this downhill run, not too far from where I grew up in Gardner, Massachusetts, and those hills are pretty crusty, and those spots are not nice like yeah you see him that's a good point in san francisco and to him that's probably yeah beautiful he it's skates like crusty <laughs> spots too for sure yeah all those things he's going over are definitely as crusty as you can imagine because massachusetts has the crustiest spots on the face of the earth and i mean that made it difficult you know growing up for us to try and find spots to skate because everything was so crusty so if we were going to try ollies as kids we were basically stacking boards to try and see how high up we could get yeah there's a very special special place in skateboarding that is reserved to like the most grom activities (laughs) and measurements absolutely in skateboarding which is we all know it starts with the ollie but it's it's uh, the board stacking, mm-hmm. and that's how you test and push your ollie. It's you know? the board stacking, so we all, you know, the Grom crew. It was whoever could snap over the high, the most amount of boards, kind of had the clout, right? True. It was kind of like, oh, so and so can ollie over this many boards. 
And then we had, of course, the once it got a little more serious, the ultimate measurement, which was how many stairs have you ollied? When I first got into skateboarding, one of the discussions I remember happening in my fifth grade class one day was between a bunch of dudes who do not skateboard anymore for sure. But they were all talking about who's the best skateboarder in our town. And they kept saying this dude, uh, Chris Giacobbe. Chris Giacobbe is the best skater in this town. He's so good. He's so good. And of course I wanted to know why he was so good. And they said, Oh, well he can Ollie five boards. <laughs> that was their Strictly logic. Strictly off the strength of Ollieing the five boards. The dude could That's Ollie great. five boards, which is pretty rad. Like, I guess that was a pretty big deal. And he was probably in seventh grade at the time. I was in fifth grade. He's a couple years older than me. So he was in seventh. I wonder if that's still a thing. We I talked a little bit about Jamie Thomas and that era of dominance with the big go big skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And that's the era that you and me kind of were coming up in and yeah. like started skating and kind of maybe taking it like a little more serious uh, I wonder if these kids nowadays kind of have that same measure. Skateboarding is so fucking wild now and, and complicated and techy and, and big. But our brand of what we came up in was like, how many stairs? Like, are you ollieing stairs? Even in San Francisco with, you know, the tech, the tech skating and the street skating going on, it was still dominated in skate, skating. So we we were like, you know... Even though I wanted to do K grinds and tail slides, part of me felt like I need to push myself and I need to ollie a nine stair or a ten stair. And that's like somehow more of a measurement of progression, which I don't really agree with, but I, I just kind of wonder if that's kind of still around. Well, I mean, I think you garner a certain respect when you ollie these huge things. The example I always think of is. On the James Kelch epically later, they're interviewing the girl team manager, Sam Smythe. And he said that, you know, when they were little and running around San Francisco, it was always about how high someone could ollie. And he said the reason they all looked up to James Kelch was because he had one of the highest ollies at Embarcadero. He could ollie higher than all of them. And therefore, they gave him this very specific type of respect. I mean, ollies may be the basic building block of skating but people want to see you ollie shit if you ollie big shit everyone is going to love you for it and that's why jaws has this big following because he ollies over huge crazy shit but i think it needs to come back down to a more universal level as opposed to just like i'm gonna ollie the grand canyon or mm -hmm. whatever the fuck is going on well well we also need to realize that skateboarding is in a place where we maybe aren't ever going to truly see that it's progressed so much that the stuff, as far as like the big stair sets and stuff like that, we may not see much of that anymore because we're seeing back 360s and frontside flips and, you know, so on and so on being done down these monster sets. I guess, you know, there still is kind of a lane for that cruising ollie style of huff and you know donger and gons but these kids are so good that i just don't really see it happening they're throwing tricks down this stuff they're throwing tricks over these huge street gaps and 
that's kind of where we're at. Right. Absolutely. And that is probably why people who take up skating now, they have a different mindset when they get into it right away. You know, I can remember when I first got a real skateboard, my first board was like a plastic piece of shit. And then my second board was a world industries. And I was like, Oh, now I got to learn how to Ollie. That was step one. I'm sure the minute now a lot of kids get on a skateboard, they're thinking way ahead of that. Yeah. <laughs> can't just be learn how to Ollie. Absolutely. It's learn how to do crazy amount of shit within the shortest amount of time and play catch up with the rest of the world. Right. And yeah. And be a, a well-rounded skater at that. Right. We're, we're worried about learning how to Ollie. These dudes are in a skate park and they're, learning everything simultaneously and they're seeing all their peers do it on the internet 24 hours a oh day. boy yeah uh, well we'll save that for another topic yeah. the internet the point is though an ollie is a great instrument of measurement within your persona within your ability and you'll always be fine just ollieing something awesome you know, if you get to a spot and you think I can ollie this and that'll be pretty impressive, don't necessarily go for the kickflip or the heel flip. I know it's a race to get everything done first, but if you snap a really good ollie at this spot and it looks good, then you've done your fucking job. There's something, again, in just the, the simplicity of it. And I think a lot of what we were talking about in this episode has to do with that side of skateboarding that maybe isn't the most technical, but is just the most beautiful. 